Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 181. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's Small Business Superstar podcast. How are you doing? Uh, You'd think after all these episodes, I don't know how many Small Business Superstar podcasts I've done, but you'd think I would find a much easier way of saying it. But anyway, I still stumble over my words every single time. 
So this week, I'm not just bringing you one guest, I'm bringing you two. So please welcome Danielle Barker and Jeanette Hardy to the podcast. Hello, ladies. How are you doing? Hi, Teresa. We're doing well, thank you. Good, good. Just so you know, obviously, I know people get like a little bit freaked out about the social distance stuff. We are all on Zoom. The ladies are in their own uh, their own homes where they are. So, ladies, let's start by introducing what you do separately because you're very mm-hmm. similar. But then you came together to do something. Hence, why we got two of you on. So, Danielle, let's start with you first. Tell my lovely audience who you are and how you got to do the thing you do today. So I'm Danielle and I have a business called Redbow, spelled B-E-A-U, and I make eco-friendly crafts and activities for children. And before COVID, <laughs> um, it was primarily for children's birthday parties, um, hence why we found a new avenue. Uh-huh. And I'm Jeanette um, and I live about half an hour away from Danielle and also run a party-based business, event-based business called Hardy Soft Play Hire. So predominantly, we hire out bounty castles, soft play, and all the fun stuff to party and events. So come sort of March last year, uh, 2020, um, obviously our business went a bit uh, wrong because no Mm -hmm. events and parties were happening. So yeah, we needed to concentrate on something else uh, to sort of keep our minds active, keep the money coming in, and yeah, just, just keep us moving forward. So did you two know each other when you started your subsequent businesses or did you meet through your businesses? Yeah, we met through our businesses, although we do have some personal connections that we found out that later. But we we happened to go to the same networking events locally. We're both farm based, um, both rural in the northwest of England. So, yeah, we we came together with a lot of similarities. We both got two children um, and now have lots of mutual business friends. <laughs> love it, love it. So you both have these party-based businesses, which, like you said, literally fell on its backside when COVID mm. hit. What was your first initial, like, how did you first think about it? And what did you think you were going to do about it? Well, I had no no doubt that Jeanette would find um, a way to <laughs> work through it. She's very uh, creative, very inventive when it comes to business. Um, so I, I knew there was would be a, a thing there she could find to move forward. And um, Jeanette can tell you about this, but at the right at the beginning, we ha- um, Jeanette had a great idea that we collaborated on, if you want to tell them about that, Jeanette. Yeah, so all over Facebook, there are all of these funny little videos uh, that all the young farmers and stuff were doing where they were passing things between each other and sharing them and getting great engagement. And I was like, there's so many brilliant small businesses that have so much to offer even in a global pandemic and I really want to showcase that so um, I put my head together with Danielle and uh, we contacted loads of local businesses across our area and they all made these amazing little video clips for us just a few seconds long where they showcased one of their products and sort of threw it to us off screen where we and then we parceled it up to show that you know, just because it's locked down and you can't go to a shop, um, you can still send amazing, wonderful gifts from local businesses in your area. You know, this is the array that's available locally. Get in touch with these businesses and do it. And that's where our subsequent idea stemmed from, all around the local businesses being able to still offer amazing products and services, just mm. not in the normal way. Yeah, yeah. Was there ever a thought of, 
you know, because I'm guessing you both said you live on farms. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was going to continue, obviously, no matter what. <laughs> was there ever a point where you thought, you know what, we're going to be homeschooling the kids, the farm's still carrying on, I might just put my feet up for lockdown and we'll see how we go. <laughs> or was that never really a consideration? Well, it never occurred to me. I just thought I would keep going, keep working, see what I could. The more you work at something, the more things that open up and the more ideas you have. Um, and I thought the very least I could educate myself more on business processes and refine how I work, refine my products at, at the very least. But we still found a way through. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So we're in lockdown. You've put together this awesome thing, which it, again is amazing. This is what like saying I love about lockdown is really hard because obviously no one really loves it. But you would never have done that collaboration. You'd have never contacted those businesses. You'd have never have done that networking if it hadn't been for the scenario that you were in, would you? No, no, it, it was it was brilliant. It really gave us an opportunity to connect with other businesses and build those relationships. Yeah, it's really good. And do you think as well, I'm just thinking about this like pre-COVID, I think I've had this conversation with someone literally this morning about how pre-COVID we would have been like, we'll keep everything close, we're in our own bubbles, we're, or our business isn't the same as the, uh, them, or we aren't the same type of people as them. And then I think what COVID did is it made everybody just go, oh my God, we are all in the same boat. For the first time, probably ever, we were all experiencing the same difficulties. And that, I don't know about you two and what you think, but that for me felt like it opened up the door to just be like, come on in everybody, you know, we're all friends here. Is, do you, did you feel that when you were contacting those businesses? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. And and we noticed once we um, we found this other avenue and we're speaking to all these different businesses, it became even more apparent because we, we knew for a fact that they were all in the same boat and all trying to scrabble to find the same um, outlets. Yeah, yeah. So it was sure. it was sort of September time, but you know, still this whole idea of small business struggling and having an offering and ourselves and wondering how we can grow our businesses and grow our reach, that we came up with the idea of running a virtual Christmas fair um on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we're like, you know, it it gives everybody the chance to really showcase what they're doing and for shoppers to buy, you know, great items. So we started contacting um, those small businesses that have been involved earlier in the year and we got most of them involved. They were they were so keen. And then it just grew, grew from there. I mean, at, at the start, we sort of set ourselves a target of about 50 stalls. Uh, we thought if we can build a community with about 50 stalls, that would be brilliant. Uh, we'll have plenty to offer. Everyone can get together, really bond and help each other. But by sort of the 20th of December or whenever it was we finished for Christmas, we had 230 souls. So everybody wow. just wanted to be part of it and wanted to be on board. Okay. And on top so, of that, we had well, nearly 7,000 shoppers as well to shop with them. So, you know, we had both sides. And all those people wanting to support small businesses, it was yeah. just, well, it was a great match and, and yeah. um, really nice thing to be part of. That's so cool. And I think, like you said, for me especially as well, I bought a lot of Christmas presents from small businesses this last year, which not that I wouldn't normally do, but of course, normally I wouldn't do it online. Normally, I would say that I would shop from a small business because I would go in the store, whereas I made a conscious effort to search out things and look for things that I maybe wouldn't have done in the past. 
But right, let's just come back a little bit. So you'd never done a virtual fair before? No, no, no. Okay, I want you to explain, because I know for sure someone is going to be sat there going, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean a virtual fair? Stalls, shoppers, I'm not entirely sure. Like, explain the logistics of what that looks like and how you got to suddenly become and do this. Like, was it just second nature or did you have to learn it? Learn at it? That's terrible English. Did you have to <laughs> teach yourself it? That's still not better, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, go on, Jeanette. <laughs> uh, there were some aspects, yeah, we had to learn. Uh, yeah, just a few things, quirky things with Facebook we had to get our heads around. But generally, it operated the same way as a real fair in real life, but online. So a stall holder would pay a very small fee to have a stall. And every day they could post up one of their products or items or one of their ranges to really showcase it to the members in the group. And alongside that, they could have their album. So that would be their stall table, really, where they could have all their items on there. So if you wanted to go on and have a look for a gift for your mum, you could just go on and browse through all the stalls in the albums or through the newsfeed and see what items were popping up. Um, or you could search, you know, if you wanted to buy a a new hat or some soap or makeup you could you know you could search for that within the group or you could just ask a question just say you know I need something for my mum for Christmas uh she loves dogs she loves going for a walk and she loves wine anybody got any ideas and then yeah. the store holders could give you recommendations I love it yeah I love it. we also put up um suggestions for people as well so we said, you know, if you're looking for something for your grandparents, um, you know, stall holders post below. And then there was lots of suggestions from other stall holders. So that was a great prompt for people, you know, so that they could think, oh, well, I need something for my best friend. You know, I'll look through this thread. And then there was the topics tab within the group that they could go there, see all of the options um, oh, and, and just easily shop through through that way as well. So this was a brand new group that you just opened for this purpose. Yes. Yeah. And. How did you market? I'm I'm sat here thinking the the members coming in effectively did the marketing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did you market it? Was that a strategy or? Yeah, most most of it was. Uh, we invited the first fifty maybe stall holders in from businesses that we knew, and then they invited other stalls that they knew and their friends to become members. And from there, we started to obviously get seen on Facebook. So people would start joining of their own accord without somebody recommending us. Um, and a lot of those people were small businesses themselves or new other small businesses, and it would go that way. Uh, yeah. We did get featured in the local press, helped as well. So that was great. Um, but yeah, most mostly just word of mouth, people going, I like what I see, I'm going to invite my friends to join. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? So what about the sale? Well, two things. So one, what about the sales? How did they go did you get good feedback from the uh, stall holders and then I'll come back to my expression yeah the majority of people um found that they significantly increased their um their sales through the stall a lot of people collaborated as well different stall holders together um so that increased their visibility because they were working with um new partners yeah uh, because they just you know, for a nominal fee, they were reaching nearly 7,000 people that they weren't reaching before and people that were ready to shop as well. Um, they, they took the sales personally through their own 
usual avenues, so the yeah. website or, or however they usually took the sales. Uh, we didn't take part in that. We just encouraged people to shop with those stallholders. Okay, cool. So that was good. So what about your business then? So obviously, as we speak, we are still in lockdown and parties are still a non-existent thing. Danielle, first with you, like, is this a route now that you're thinking, I'm going to use this as a part of my business strategy? Or what sort of effect has this had on you and your business? Well, I already had started to put together packs for birthdays and and different occasions. And particularly occasions work well with the virtual fair. And what we've done is we've continued it on um, from, from when we reopened on the 1st of January people could rejoin until the 31st of March and we're highlighting particular occasions within that so there's Valentine's Day Mother's Day and and there's the usual birthdays and anniversaries and things like that you would normally buy gifts for um but for me personally um having been able to help these other businesses and getting a small income from that um has really helped me it's still helping me reach nearly 7,000 people with my products. Um, it's just opened up this whole other avenue where I can promote my work. Um, it's great because um, we have a, now have a stallholders group as well, just for the stallholders, where we can support each other, help each other, give each other uh, tips and advice. And we also have an email group where we often give out help and advice to other businesses from our own experience. So it's it brings all of your... Um, knowledge to the forefront because you're telling other people about it um, as as well as yeah having the, the usual shopping having you available to me yeah what about you Jeanette? I think for me it's most of the connections that I've made with other people so now they know who I am um, they know me more especially storeholders as a person as a business person as a real person as a mom as a entrepreneur so when I going forward you know I'm sharing stuff that I'm doing you know they can resonate with me and uh, and support me on my journey as well Um, a lot of our storeholders and members have kids now services I offer are geographically based in the area but a lot are in this area so I think once things get back to normal you know I will be their first thought when they're arranging kids parties and getting some good stuff but I mean the the other side of it I think as well it's just the whole mental health side, you know, having something to focus on, something positive. And, you know, everybody is so supportive and encouraging with each other. It's absolutely amazing. You know, people want want to be involved. They want to help you. You want to help them. And you can all work together and not be like, you know what, I'm just going to binge watch movies and eat popcorn and chocolate and get back from the telly and that's going to be my life. There's, there's something more important to do and focus on and I think at the moment especially when this lockdown keeps continuing uh, you really need something positive to focus on and keep going. Oh I love that you are women after my own heart honestly I think for me you know and I've talked about this before on the podcast and, and you know my listeners know but work is my happy place and I am very lucky that I do a job that is not affected if anything it's in improved or it's more essential now we have the situation we're in but but for you guys where you did a very specific role or had a specific business based on something that literally can't happen 
to understand the importance of just doing something, even though, you know, and we can do the maths, obviously, the number of storeholders you've had and, and what you charge them. This isn't a this wasn't a get rich quick exercise. This was definitely done for the love of why you did it than necessarily to make money. But you you put a bit of money in your pocket, which is always nice to have. Um, and, you know, you you have seen the long term strategy of this. There are so many good things. Literally, my head is like spinning with all these good things. One, like I said, the mental health thing is huge. It's given you a purpose. It's given you something to do. It's also positioning you to a little bit, you know, as the experts here and as the you're learning a new skill, you've developed it quickly, you've done it, and you've got a story to tell about that. And also, it's brought you together with this huge community. And from a long-term strategy, like you said, you are now known to way more people than you were at the beginning of lockdown. So granted, you may not be able to offer the things you've done, but you've just totally shown up, totally done some stuff and and appreciated that lots of these small business owners who do similar stuff to you guys are mums or have families and they are your customers as well as your peers in this situation. So I just think this is the most perfect example of how you took a situation and went, that's not going to work. So what else can we do? I just think you two should be high-fiving yourself pretty fairly regularly, if I'm honest. So I just want to ask one question. Have either of you ever done an Enneagram, the personality trait thing? No. I have, okay. but I can't remember what it came up as. It was okay. a while ago. I'm guessing, Jeanette, for sure you are an Enneagram 3. I'm an Enneagram three and basically it means we jump into action all the time. So even when we don't want to and want to like rest up, we're like, no, we're doing that. We're doing that. We're doing that. Uh, so yeah, I'd be interested to tell what you were, but yeah, that three for both of you, I think that would uh, not surprise me in the slightest. Ladies, I want to uh, let my audience know where they can come and find you. Obviously we're going to link up to everything in the show notes. So Danielle, let people know where they can come and find you online. They can find me at www.redbow.com. That's B-E-A-U. Or they can find me on Facebook at Redbow Party Box or Instagram Redbow Box. Perfect. And Jeanette? Uh, I'm at hardysoftplayhire.co.uk and on Facebook at hardysoftplay and Instagram at hardysoftplayhire. Perfect. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for sharing that amazing story. You should be so proud of yourselves. Thank you. Okay, so that was the amazing Danielle and Jeanette. And their awesome story. I hope you got inspired by that because I think there is so much to take away from that. You might have to go back and listen to this again just to kind of realise how much there was. Obviously, I will be back on Monday with another episode then. Have a lovely weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.